Dennis, welcome to RegTech Impact. Please introduce yourself. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me. So, uh, yeah, my name is Dennis Versteeg. I work at uh, at ING. I am uh, responsible for uh, well, for two things at ING. First of all, uh, I run the compliance innovation department, uh, and secondly, I am chairing the RegTech Innovation Board uh, within ING. Um, so, yeah, two two exciting things to to combine. Um, so together with my team, we are looking at uh, how we can best make use of the RegTech solutions within ING. Oh, interesting. And maybe a little basic question. How would you explain your job to your grandma or grandpa? <laughs> One sentence, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's a very nice way to, to put it. So... For me, it's really, uh, in, in one sentence, 2008, we, we had a big banking crisis and there was a lot of uh, regulation uh, since that time coming at banks. My job is to help ING to become better compliant uh, with these, these regulations coming in by using innovative solutions. Thank you. I hope my grand grandfather will understand. <laughs> Maybe I think I think they will understand that. But how would you define RegTech? Do you have a definition for us? Um, yeah, I, I saw an interesting definition on, on RegTech Impact, uh, which uh, which I liked quite a lot. So it, it has some interesting elements like using modern uh, technology. Uh, it's of course the link with regulatory uh, with uh, compliance. Uh, I think the one thing we added from uh, an ING perspective is that it aims to solve business challenges. Uh, we specifically added that because uh, we saw that even the best and brightest solutions, RegTech solutions out there, don't sell themselves. They are only implemented when the issue that they're solving is recognized uh, within the bank. So we always look first for the business sponsor and, and the business issue. And then uh, we, we think uh, we, can, we can make RegTech work. So that, that's the one thing we, uh, we, we find very important to add to that definition. Really interesting. Thanks, Dennis. But um, the question what I will have, why should established banks like ENG engage with RegTech? Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, I, th I think RegTechs um, can, can bring a lot to, to banks. I mean, banks... Uh, by their sheer size, of course, have a lot of people and a lot of uh, resources at their disposal. On the other hand, uh, I think Rectex, uh, for example, can bring in this outside-in perspective, looking at a different angle at, at the issues that, that we're, uh, we're encountering as a bank. They use often the latest technology, things that uh, might not yet be fully proven, might be still risky for a bank to, uh, to implement themselves. They can look at that, uh, play with that, and, and see if there's indeed added value in that. And finally, I think it, it's important that the DirectX can often provide uh, market-wide solutions based on common interpretations of regulation, uh, which is a, a big added value for a bank, uh, because we see, for example, with MIFID II, um, that there are so many uh, interpretations out there that it becomes very difficult uh, for a regulator also to understand uh, how uh, a bank is interpreting and how a bank is reporting. So using one RegTech uh, can, can provide this common interpretation and, and a better reporting towards uh, a central bank. Interesting. To sum it up, do you have two main value proposals for us? I mean, for the banks, we have two main 
I'll be proposing. Well, I think the first one I, I just touched on that that is uh, improving the quality and and the predictability of regulatory reporting uh, towards a regulator. I think that's uh, that that's a major one. And uh, secondly, uh, the use of technology is also helping uh, banks like ING to keep the amount of manual work in check. Uh, if you look at the amount of people, for example, working in KYC in CDD uh, at this moment. If you look at uh, the 100 pages, one, sorry, 100,000 pages a year that a bank like ING needs to go through in new regulatory text, that's a huge investment in um, uh, FTEs, in resources that we need to put in. So using technology can, uh, can really help to, to keep that limited. Very interesting. Uh, another question, I mean, from the bank side, is there a level of being rec tech? Uh, if you give um, school marks like number one to six, and six is um, very excellent in rec tech, and one is not so good, what would you think about ENG and other banks? Do you have an opinion? I, I'd like to think that ING is doing well. <laughs> Of, of course, uh, that, that, that might be my, my blinding view from in the internal organization of ING. But uh, I think uh, also ING is recognized as, as, as an innovative bank in, uh, in the industry. So um, we are by far not at, at level six. Uh, so I think there's still a lot to, to improve. Um, I, I would say we are probably on a maturity level four uh, here which means that we, we have the market knowledge of RecTech. We, we know how to identify issues. I still think embedding these issues and making sure we can uh, quickly embrace them and, and roll, uh, roll them out, that, that's still something that we can, uh, can improve on. Absolutely. I think uh, the maturity level of other banks, I mean, this is a good question, but just think about what do you think or how should a basic RecTech innovation cycle or RecTech strategy for established banks be set up? Can you please outline the required steps? Do we have a mm -hmm. required steps, something like that? Uh, yeah, we, we use a six-step uh, cycle uh, within ING, uh, so that that's something that uh, that we uh, well, it, it, it's a basic innovation kind of uh, uh, innovation building kind of strategy which we adapted to RecTech. But it starts with the discovery phase, uh, identifying the issues, creating long lists going into the proposition where we uh, do demos uh, with with, uh, with parties some in-depth sessions with, with with the right candidates and making the choice for i think that's a very important step a proof of concept or a proof of value that's really specific to innovation um going into the uh, the proof of concept uh, we first uh, define what we see as uh, the success criteria um, and then a POC execution, usually six to 12 weeks to uh, establish whether the solution meets those criteria. Finally, if everything uh, uh, works out, then we go into a, a partnership set up uh, with the contracting, the implementation within the bank. And as a last step, we have the scaling within, uh, within the organization. So there we uh, look at cross-fertilization, reuse of the solutions uh, that we already have in place. But that's a cycle we use and, and we manage uh, quite closely. And I think it's working quite well for us.
innovation cycle. Can you just repeat it again? Just only the six for everyone here. I mean, yes. That's, very interesting. that's so that starts with discovery, then proposition, going to POC design, so proof of concept design, mm -hmm. POC execution, partnership setup, and finally scaling. Thank you. That is also your RegTech strategy, I think. You can combine that. This innovation cycle is the same like the RegTech strategy. Yeah. And um, I mean, this is a strategy and you have to do it on the operations side. I mean, how did you implement RegTech at ENG? I mean, you have the strategy, but how did you implement it? The real thing. <laughs> I think on my case, the important thing. <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah, I think there uh, RegTech comes to life. I, th I think it's important to note that, that we split uh, innovation in two parts. So we have a, a separate innovation department called ING NEO, which is looking at disruptive innovation. Uh, so longer term innovation, doing things we're not doing yet, uh, looking at completely new technologies, quantum uh, uh, computing, uh, you name it. That's one part of, uh, of, 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 of what we do. The second part is really with the business lines themselves. That's the incremental innovation. It's improving on what we are already doing, uh, improving, ma making processes more efficient, uh, leaner, cheaper, uh, whatever, to, to improve what we, what we have in place. That process we manage through this Rectic Innovation Board I was referring to earlier. Uh, that's a bank-wide board, uh, first and second line of defense. And in that board, we match demand and supply uh, on RegTech. Both parties uh, around the table. Uh, and there we uh, define the strategy uh, on an annual basis. Uh, we define the prioritization, uh, the topics that we want to focus on. And we manage the RegTech portfolio, which typically consists of 15 to 20 projects. So that, that's the heart, I would say, of our uh, implementation. There we really manage what uh, what is being executed at ING. Interesting. May I can say change the business and run the business. You divide it and change the business and run the business. I think it's fair, uh, fair remark. Yeah. No? Yeah. Um, is there are there RegTech topics that should generally be purchased from external service or products providers is there something we say okay there is something we should buy and um, it's always the decision to make or buy and do you have some rec tech topics where you should generally be purchased uh, definitely um, I, I think the, the principal guidance we're getting from uh, our board is uh, buy before build so indeed not make uh, unless uh, we don't see that there's a proper uh, offering in the market uh, and then obviously we need to uh, to do that ourselves i think in in general uh, the, the topics there where i would generally buy rectech solutions for uh, are related to i would say the non-competitive uh, topics so the topics where uh, where you just have to comply, you need to do it uh, as a bank, but you cannot uh, get any competitive advantage over your uh, competitors. So think of topics like regulatory reporting uh, or transaction monitoring or uh, horizon scanning. Uh, th th those are topics that uh, yeah, no client will say, hey, I'm going to uh, bank A because they are doing better regulatory reporting. Um, but still, it's, it's a very high importance to, for a bank to do so. But those, those topics, I generally look at uh, at RegTech. 
Yeah, interesting. Um, that, there, the next one question that I got is, what should RegTech startups or RegTechs learn or consider in order to better collaborate with established company? Do you have any practical examples? Yeah, too many. Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> you can just choose two. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, what I generally see, I mean, what I like, what I love actually about Rectex, uh, they're usually small companies, very agile, very fast moving. When we talk to them, uh, they say, hey, we can install the software tomorrow. Uh, the day after you can uh, start with your proof of concept and in four weeks time, we're done and ready. Um, I would love to have that uh, work at, at a big bank, uh, but that's simply not the case. Uh, there's many hurdles first to, to overcome before you can get to that stage. There's many stakeholders involved. Uh, you need to have a business, you need an IT architecture, procurement, legal, well, you name it. All these people need to be aligned. Uh, you need... Um, approvals and sign-offs from data owners, for example, that you can use certain data. So I see in practice that that sometimes frustrates RegTech companies, that they want to move fast and they see that things take time. And sometimes it, it can take six months before you can start with a POC. That, that's, that's the most important one. And maybe to add to that, um, I think using an established party uh, for, for a bank is... is um, like a zero risk option, you know, if you use the, the, the yeah, I, I won't name any names. If you use the, the, the big parties out there and it, it would not go right, well, okay, nobody would blame you for that. A Rectech company needs to clearly outperform uh, these established companies before they are considered. Um, so you will get quite a lot of uh, pushback and you need to prove yourself over and over again uh, before you are really taken in and accepted as a viable solution. You named just the major pain point for RegTech start. I mean, that is <laughs> yeah. recruitment process is the, one of the hardest, um, yeah, you can say life or death for RegTechs. This but the question is, do we have any idea to do, to do it better? I mean, um, I hope they listen to this podcast and learn a little bit. But if I had a solution, I would give the solution. But we, I don't have. Maybe, Dennis, you have something or what? Um, well, it, it, it has to do also with your earlier question in terms of maturity, because I do believe banks need to do better uh, here and, and need to be more accommodating uh, to Rectex. Um, that, that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, so indeed, in the meantime, I also don't have the silver bullet uh, solution where we can say, hey, that's uh, w uh, what we need to do. I think the best thing is to really uh, prepare uh, well uh, very early on, identify exactly which people, which parties you need uh, within the bank. Uh, every time, if, if you three months down the line, you find out that you forgot about one party, you're thrown back uh, uh, a lot. So do your homework at the beginning of the process uh, together with uh, the sponsor you have within the bank. Do your homework. That is a really interesting sentence. You have to do always your homework. But <laughs> another question. I mean, do we need specified RegTech learning and development training? I mean, um, do you have... Um, Uh, is there a need of 
specified reg tech learnings and development trainings in the market or at the ENG Bank? Uh, well, you, you, you might be surprised by my, my answer. Uh, I would say uh, no, I do not believe in a bank-wide training on reg tech. Um, why? I, I think for me, uh, look, looking at, uh, at that incremental innovation I was mentioning, what is key there? That staff uh, spots and flags uh, improvement opportunities. That is that is their job to to make sure that that's uh, that they come in and that uh, management is aware of of improvement areas. So that I would say needs to be trained and needs to be uh, supported also by uh, by management uh, that there's time uh, to to flag these kind of issues. When you have the, those issues inventorized, uh, Rectech is one of the solutions. I, I, I would like to say, I mean, I mean, Rectech. I would like to say that Rectech is a solution for everything. It's not. Uh, there's other solutions out there. There's there's robotization, uh, for example, but also older between quotes uh, techniques like Lean and Six Sigma can can really provide uh, solutions. So you really need to look at the issue and define what is the best way forward to, to solve this. Rectech can be a solution. So for me, the training um, would be required for the staff really working on Rectech solutions. These persons need to know the Rectech market. They need to know the solutions out there. They need to know how to map uh, those solutions to the issues that are, are being flagged. Interesting. Thank, uh, thank you, Dennis. My, we can go to another question. I mean, to be able to transform the Rectech function into the digital age, all parties of the global ecosystem, I mean, public and private, should work together. What do you think globally can is are taking the lead in this? Uh, well, there is so many initiatives uh, out there. Uh, so I've seen initiatives uh, of, of different uh, Rectech solutions working together, something which I, I strongly believe in, um, where they instead of pinpointing one specific issue, trying to solve a, a, a whole value chain um, for, for, for a bank. I believe that that those, those uh, that, that will be a future. Uh, so instead of the single solutions, there will be change of, of, of Rectex uh, working together. Uh, I see also uh, at regulators initiatives, uh, FCA uh, with their sandbox, which I think is extremely uh, helpful. Uh, I see the ECB being interested. Uh, last year, they did a, a big survey uh, along all banks to, to identify uh, the status of RegTech. Um, so I, I see there, there is, is a lot happening. Um, my personal view is I would really like regulators to, to take the lead here. So I believe that uh, there's a lot in it for them if they can come to... Uh, machine readable uh, regulatory text, for example, that would hugely increase the quality of the information that they will be getting back uh, from, uh, from banks. So I would really uh, uh, urge regulators there to, uh, to take the industry by the hand. Absolutely. But uh, it's always difficult. Some regulators are metro level six and some level on the metro level one. Yes. But <laughs> uh, to, to, to go more on the future side, 
What do you see as the two future megatrends in regtech banking environment? Do you have two future megatrends? Uh, I think I already touched on one, and that's that's the, the better co cooperation and collaboration between regtechs, uh, providing chains of solutions. I really believe that that's, uh, I, I see that happening, for example, in, uh, in the area of horizon scanning. So uh, looking at uh, regulatory documentation, which is applicable to a bank, translating those to obligations, translating those again to policies and standards. Uh, that whole process, uh, it, it's too big for one application to, to handle and thereby providing change of applications. I, I think the added value becomes apparent and it becomes sellable to, uh, to banks. So th that's, that's definitely one uh, that I would, uh, would highlight. The second um, is, I would say, in the area of, of, of data extraction from unstructured documentation. What we see in, in banks, I mean, the, the structured documents, the, uh, the information that we have in our database, it, it's more and more getting unlocked and linked and, 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 and being properly used. What is still there in, in any business line we have, uh, be it lending or, or, or uh, financial markets or uh, transaction banking, it, it, it's a huge amount of unstructured documentation um scan documents and, and and with a lot of data in it that is useful or even required uh, from regulatory perspective so i believe that uh, there will be a lot of uh, focus on how to get the information out that is there uh, i would say hidden already within uh, within the banks the final question then is who would you like to have a coffee or tea with <laughs> yeah that's also a very nice question uh, Of course, I could say uh, Pamela Anderson in her prime, but maybe that's not mm -hmm. the answer that you're looking for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's also it's an impossibility. But Steve Jobs is, is really the man I would have loved to, to, to have a coffee with. What this man did uh, to stimulate innovation uh, within Apple, uh, how he put that company on the map and was globally recognized by everyone as the innovator uh, out there well i have the deepest respect for that and i would really like to uh, if it would still be possible to uh, to pick his mind and to understand uh, how he has done that so that, that's i would say the most inspirational person in this area that uh, that i can can think of Perfect, Dennis. It was a pleasure. And thank you again that you have been guest at RegTech Impact. I would say bye. See you. Thank you very much. Goodbye.